The Flood of Noah by Majd Ramadan, 2014. In God's sight, the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God saw that the earth was corrupt because all creatures behaved corruptly on the earth. God said to Noah, The end has come for all creatures, since they have filled the earth with violence. I am now about to destroy them along with the earth, so make a wooden Arkansas make the ark with nesting places and cover it inside and out with tar. This is how you should make it, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Make a roof for the ark and complete it one foot from the top. Put a door in its side. In the hold below, make the second and third decks. I am now bringing the floodwaters over the earth to destroy everything under the sky that breathes. Everything on earth is about to take its last breath. But I will set up my covenant with you. You will go into the ark together with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. From all living things, from all creatures, you are to bring a pair, male and female, into the ark with you to keep them alive. From each kind of bird, from each kind of livestock, and from each kind of everything that crawls on the ground, a pair from each will go in with you to stay alive. Take some from every kind of food and stow it as food for you and for the animals. Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. Common English Bible. The entire world is profoundly broken. Everywhere, people are messed up. In one breath they can tell you they're sorry for another's abuse or violence against you, then turn right around and say some irrational nonsense and terribly insensitive things to you. It doesn't matter where you go, whether school, work, home and even church, there is institutional brokenness. Individual persons, and the human structures and systems they put in place, all contain elements of bondage instead of freedom. It doesn't take a religious person to observe that there's such a thing as sin. Holy Scripture's description of this sad reality goes all the way back to a story about the fall of humanity into sin and rebellion. Satan, the devil, led the original persons, Adam and Eve, into disobedience of God. Satan tempted Eve to doubt whether God really had her best interests at mind, to question the truthfulness of God's Word, and, to wonder about the wisdom of listening to God, Genesis 3 1-5. Adam just flat out chose to disobey God, and, so, the entire world changed, Genesis 3 16-17. Immediately, everything was different in the world and with people. The choice to disobey God brought feelings of fear and shame, a loss of fellowship with God, hiding from God, a bent to pervert the truth, the propensity for the genders to try and dominate each other, expulsion from the garden, and physical death, Genesis 3 7-24. And the unholy tools people used against one another were violent and corrupt. People thought nothing of oppressing each other, abusing one another, attacking others, both verbally and physically. Rape, assault, theft, and murder became daily experiences. That's some downright icky stuff. No wonder the world is messed up. God saw that human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, 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 evil from morning to night. God was sorry that He had made the human race in the first place, it broke His heart. God said, I'll get rid of my ruined creation, make a clean sweep, people, animals, snakes and bugs, birds, the works. I'm sorry I made them. Genesis 6 5-7, MSG. Noah was the only guy on the face of the earth for whom the Lord saw any good. And it was enough good worth saving. Yet, people are still in the nasty habit of turning on each other, like a bunch of sharks with blood in the water. Unfortunately, the fall of humanity still affects us all. It has brought not only physical death, but spiritual death. That means we are alienated from God, in rebellion, and enslaved to our own passions and desires, Isaiah 1 2-6, Romans 2 14-15, Ephesians 2 1-3. We are also alienated from one another by having continual bents toward discord, 
suspicion, and jealousy instead of love and trust, Romans 1 29-31, James 3 14-16. We are even alienated and totally out of touch with ourselves by either loving ourselves as gods or hating ourselves with an inordinate emotional masochism, Philippians 2 21, 2 Timothy 3 2-4. In short, we are selfish people who experience separation from God, others, and self. If this is the true reality of humanity, then it is awfully depressing, discouraging, and damaging. And we know it's true because we've all been both victims and victimizers. So, who then, will rescue us from this horrific death? Thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 7 24-25, 1 Corinthians 15 57. The good news is that, through the death and resurrection of Jesus, the curse has been reversed. Christ has restored us to our original place of fellowship with God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. In Christ, there is hope for humanity, John 14 6. To live in freedom, therefore, involves knowledge, honesty, and sincere decisions of faith and love whereby truth is applied to life. Just as the world needed a thorough purging of evil through a cleansing worldwide flood, so we need a bath of grace, to be completely awash with the love of God in Christ, to have all the crud of evil scrubbed from our soul. And this is precisely what Christian baptism symbolizes. Jesus offered Himself for us so that we might live without violence and no longer be separated from God, others, and self. He has brought us reconciliation. In Him we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing, 2 Corinthians 5 16-19, Ephesians 1 3, 2 Peter 1 3. In Christianity, the purpose of ministry is to come alongside people trapped in their awful cycles of brokenness and communicate good news of grace and forgiveness with both words and actions. Although the world is terribly askew, God has demonstrated His love for us in that, while we were still violent and corrupt sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5 8. We needed a Savior. God provided one. Are you in touch with the ways you are separated from God, others, and self? Are you aware of the ways in which your church or faith community has an unhealthy separation from the world? In what ways can you apply the love of God to broken people and systems in your community? What will it take to reach them? Sin, guilt, shame, rebellion, disobedience, and violence need not define us. We can do better. Almighty God, we have sinned against you, through our own fault, in thought, and word, and deed, and in what we have left undone. For the sake of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us all our offenses, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen.